Hello and howdy, this is the Hair and the Whole Vibe, a Trent Krim podcast. I'm Lou. And I'm Balt. And like always, this is um, your reminder that um, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We will discuss the latest episode um, of Ted Lasso and everything beyond, <laughs> even though we don't know much about that anymore. Yeah, let's dive right in. This was a highly anticipated episode because it... Um sort of focuses on Colin's coming out mm. in a way I mean all episodes have multiple uh, different stories but uh, yeah this one definitely focused a lot on Colin's coming out uh, to the team and it was very as I as we anticipated last time uh, there was quite a bit of trend to shine in this episode mm. yeah I took so many notes. <laughs> same, 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 same. Let's just go through it chronologically. And yeah. I want to start us off with, with a scene that, has, that doesn't even feature trend, but it does come from <laughs> all of the other scenes. So there was this uh, moment pretty early, like right at the beginning of the episode where uh, Roy says to Ted and Beard that, you know, he didn't want to say it at the time, but he thought it was so fucking stupid to change the mm-hmm. tactic mid-season. And it just made me think again about how much they parallel Roy and Trent and sort of their their <laughs> thought processes because this is something that Trent actively said to Ted just an yeah. episode or two before where he literally said, hey, hey, this is why would you change that? That's stupid. And then was, you know, convinced of how mm-hmm. genius this changes and just the same way Roy was. And I don't know, I'm just noting these moments of how similar they are. I don't know what it means at this point mm-hmm. anything's possible but i just love it it's uh, i don't know it's a sweet it's touch yeah i mean this show does love its perils sometimes they mean something sometimes it's just nice to have them because you know i guess they're all connected in various ways yeah that was a good catch i didn't i didn't think about mm. that but yeah smart <laughs> so uh the first scene um that Trent is in is the parent-teacher conference, I think. It's actually a moment before um, when Colin decides to talk to Trent. He looks towards Trent's office and we see Trent playing with the orange that he then eats in the next scene. Yeah. And it's really cute because James brings all of this, uh, f- these fidgety sort of <laughs> elements to uh, Trent's character. And we know this is probably just James being James because mm-hmm. we know he brings fidget uh, items two red carpets and interviews but I really love this little detail that you know we get this we, we don't just get like Colin seeing Trent through the window so we know oh he's going to talk to Trent we we see Trent mm. doing stuff I don't mm-hmm. know and I let's be honest I'm not entirely sure if this was supposed to suggest that this man has absolutely nothing better to do with his <laughs> time than playing around with the orange he's eating but um no it's it's really sweet mm-hmm. uh, I, I love these little these it's always in the details with this show that humanizes yeah. these characters and makes them like really round characters i mean to me absolutely it seems like trent has nothing better to do no. than to sit around because he's literally what listening in on, on ted's phone call that is <laughs> it's such a wild thing right like i i watched it and i actively texted you like is trent just part of this parent-teacher conference <laughs> like obviously he's not involved he didn't like say anything but personally mm-hmm. i would find it odd to have a co-worker or whatever you would consider trend just sitting next to me while i'm having mm-hmm. a parent-teacher conference <laughs> right yeah. that's odd but apparently like- ap- apparently that is just normal to ted 
<laughs> apparently it is and the door to like the door between ted's office and trent's workplace um is open even though yeah. we know this door does nothing like they yeah. could have I at mean, least i i think the door pretended the, the door does whatever serves the story best like colin closes it and that's supposed Probably, to be like okay yeah. ted is not hearing them while when roy closed it they could still talk mm-hmm. to him like i think this is just sort of one of those things that yeah. work however the story needs but like mm-hmm. Trent was doing I think he was sitting there eating an orange just literally like this sort of eating mm-hmm. popcorn meanwhile some drama is going down that was just him while yeah. Ted was having this parent-teacher conference that, what was like, that about <laughs> mm-hmm. he's he's eating the orange he's drinking his tea from his gay mug that's just all he does uh, when when Colin enters and then immediately when Colin enters the first thing uh, Trent does is gossip about <laughs> About every <laughs> failing science class. That too, right? He was like, well, I could hear it all. So <laughs> I love him so much. That was such a funny detail to give mm-hmm. him. Like, and again, I like I yeah. don't know what it means. Like, why does, does Trent get to be part of like Ted's private life in such an odd way? Like, we never see them outside the club. They just don't exist yeah. outside the club as sort of friends. But mm-hmm. uh, clearly they're close enough that Ted is like, hey. You don't even have to close the door to pretend not to hear. Just keep it open. <laughs> Just sit there. Eat your lunch. I don't care. Yeah. It's only the most it's, personal thing funny. that happens in a parent's life. <laughs> hmm Well, and yeah, also like the the way Trent comments on it is so, it's so funny. Like, Living he, for the it's, drama. It's the way he says like scandal <laughs> he's i love him so much like i just i really feel like i i made it as a joke that they just let james loose on set and let him do whatever he mm-hmm. wants to do and say whatever he wants to say but he really does have such a vibe of just getting to like bring his own character to the character mm-hmm. and i really i just love that oh and we're gonna talk about that later for the next scene <laughs> with some uh, very important item i think um but uh, i don't know just just the oh whole i mean vibe. yeah we are we are stuck on the scene for a little longer i think yeah yeah <laughs> uh, what i liked is or what i wrote down as a note is like this is the trend that we know and love mm. you know from he's he's a little bit bitchy he's funny <laughs> this is trend from headcanons <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a like, trend from show this is trend from headcanons and i love yeah, it yeah <laughs> it is but it's also it, it has the vibes of trend from f- the beginning of season one where he's kind of bitchy but now he's bitchy in a fun way yeah he just gets to dish the tea about henry <laughs> And um, be you know be 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 a little bit silly about it, and also the, the update um, brings new fashion choices like a bright green the cure shirt. Yeah, I think that's the one that he he wore this before, but like under a scarf and under a blazer, and you could yeah. not see it. But you know mm-hmm. he, like you said, he's losing his layers all the time. He's more comfortable. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, like he he just in that moment he just seems to be on his break, just really relaxed. He's <laughs> having a great out. time being part of this mm-hmm. conference call. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. I wouldn't but... have been shocked if he had like literally contributed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. like making his little noises again. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it um... was ob- obviously a scene about you know this wonderful friendship between Trent and Colin that has developed Mm. and you know like we said Trent is the only one he can confide in about being gay at the club Mm. at this moment and 
I don't, I don't know. I just, it makes me so emotional when queer people get to be friends. Yeah. What, it's so sweet. Like, even though they clearly don't know each other well, and Trent clearly doesn't know much about the relationship between Isaac and Colin, he picks up the clues immediately and just, you know, dives into I mean, it. We don't really and... know how much he knows because we never know how much yeah. time passed. So it's possible that they mm-hmm. just, you know, talked about their lives a little more that, you know, Colin talked about how Isaac is his best friend and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think I think it's not impossible that they would have established that to each other before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but what time I... is nothing in this. Yeah, but what I meant is like, no matter if they have this deep um, connection yeah. or if it's just, you know, they talked in Amsterdam and maybe they haven't talked since, it doesn't really matter because you can yeah. see immediately that they're, they bond over this thing that they have. And that's why the the whole concept that's luckily almost over in TV shows, but the whole concept of having one single gay character in a TV show, that's why that concept sucks so much because we need to talk to each other yeah <laughs> this is this is something even even when i don't know a person well when there's some like flavor of queer it's it's such a different way to talk to each other especially about yeah. these things and colin gets in there and he says isaac knows and he doesn't have to explain a thing yeah. immediately um trent has some advice to offer and that's yeah uh i love that i know it's such a good scene and like i liked trent's advice like the way he phrased it that some people need time and even though you know it shouldn't be like that like it it shouldn't be isaac who needs time to think about you know colin being Mm. gay like it should just be okay and normal I, i like the way they phrase it like it's the reality like this mm-hmm. and acknowledging that that's not necessarily ideal but uh, you know mm-hmm. it's it was really sweet because we like as the audience could have guessed that isaac isn't like wildly homophobic or anything mm-hmm. but the worry is there obviously and it, yeah. as the audience we were technically left in the dark until later so that was a really mm-hmm. sweet conversation that i think a lot of non-queer people aren't like fully aware that we have these conversations like Mm -hmm. that we you know talk like that we say things like he knows and we immediately know what's going on and we Mm -hmm. have some advice to offer it's it's just such a sweet moment that you never really get to Mm -hmm. see like this i feel like us like the audience not being told how isaac feels about all that that's the one percent that colin is talking about like we yeah. as the audience get to experience that fear that comes from the one percent of not being sure if Isaac will really be supportive, and it is tough to watch. Like when when Colin repeatedly um, tries to talk to Isaac and Isaac always blocks and walks away. That is hard to watch, um, but that's the point because yeah. that's the fear that Colin experiences. And we get to feel that too in that moment. Um, and I really like, I know this yeah. jumping to the end of the episode, but we wouldn't discuss this anyway, but because um, Trent isn't there. But I like that, mm. you know, they also had this conversation where um, they acknowledged that Isaac technically didn't really have a right to know this about Colin. Mm. And that, yes, he was upset that Colin lied to him. But, you know, Colin had a way bigger reason not to tell him and to lie to Mm. him like being safe is a lot more important than um you know this concept of lying because you're not coming out because coming Mm. out is so difficult and so dangerous and i like that they acknowledge that this was sort of 
not necessarily Isaac's strongest moment uh, being upset mm. at Colin for this. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. There's a lot to say about that, but like you said, it's it's not uh, yeah. it's not the focus of no, this but podcast. like it is. We are a very queer podcast, so we do. I mean, it's just it makes us happy to see these things, so we just can't not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that brings us to wonderful items in the next scene. Yeah, I wrote down that some dramatic shit happens, but and I know that dramatic shit is important, but all I can focus on is is the Dolly Parton shirt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. The, the Dolly shirt is truly everything. Man rolled up in it, and I was just hooting and hollering. I was out here like whoop whoop, trends. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean. It was kind of a joke when we posed this theory that Trent's wardrobe is connected thematically to Ted's like homesickness mm-hmm. arc. But at this, like, come on, it's a fucking yeah. Dolly Parton shirt. I'm j- joking. But I also like realized that it doesn't necessarily have to be um, Trent being connected to Ted's um, homesickness arc. Like we, you know, theorized that his book uh, makes Ted stay and stuff like that. But that it's maybe simply just the fact that Trent is you know has this growing love and appreciation for things that Ted loves like mm-hmm. country music and American stuff and you know American aesthetics yeah uh, and it's like this proxy for showing that Trent is you know has grown to love Ted mm-hmm. and it's just because he never wore these things before and now he's like full American get up out here it, yeah. it feels meaningful and so it can't be it cannot be a coincidence with so many outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the whole, what did you call it once? The Ameribu thing. The Ameribu thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he's, I don't know, seemingly, like, immensely um, involved in U.S. American culture <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's interesting. And yeah, it's Dolly Parton. Come on, I mean, uh, yeah. It's, what a choice. And... I listened to that album just on the off chance that there's connections to Ted Lasso hidden in there somewhere because we know how mm-hmm. the show be. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's Dolly. Dolly's music is very Ted Lasso. She has so much of this sort of philosophy, mm-hmm. like this this hopefulness and believing, although Dolly is yeah. a lot more Christian themed than Ted <laughs> is. Um, and, you yeah. know, themes of, you know, heartbreak and, and love and stuff like that. And, you know, aside from the fact that maybe one song is painfully directly about feeling unneeded and un you know, wanted and leaving dramatically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, I Um, I wouldn't say that there is sort of an obvious, like, hint at the future of the show in this one shirt that's just beautiful to look at. Also, I mean, that does make sense because we recently learned from Kate Quilton's Instagram, like Kate Quilton, who's James Lars's wife, that that's apparently her shirt <laughs> yeah it's either hers or you know theirs but i just I, I love this continuing theme of does james bring his own stuff or does he steal it from set like yeah. did they have this shirt and he was like this would be great for trend or mm. were they like hey we have a shirt for trend and he was like wonderful it's mine now no at this point maybe that's all one and the same like maybe the whole wardrobe of james lance and trent crim has merged into one yeah (laughs) um and also apparently 
Kate Coulton's. That, that's all just one wardrobe. That I they think all, it's just one wardrobe. All three of them uh, share. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them love that no really though no, i i starting to suspect that's that may be true mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a special deal with the costume designer that he just yeah. gets to keep the stuff i mean th- didn't the costume designer um say something i saw a quote <laughs> floating around um about how james lance has such a great sense of style and how he really yeah. gets the yeah. way his character they, dresses they so... run uh, they run fashion options by him I think they all recognize now that nobody knows this character the way that James Lance knows, <laughs> which is fair because James Lance yeah. apparently did fully from the ground up build this character yeah. just himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes sense that they yeah. just ask him for it. Okay. Hey, would Trent wear this? this? James, who would definitely want to own this? Oh yeah, Trent would 100% wear this. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, what I, mood. I would also do it like this. Mm-hmm. because james does dress a lot more like american inspired so it makes sense that he would be like yeah this is totally a trend thing and i'm definitely yeah. not just saying that to keep this for myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and maybe that's also connected to the fact that maybe jane james lance plays trend as being in love with Pat. Yeah, so maybe no, we I'm... are right because i still of believe james i still believe i still believe <laughs> yeah I mean, we're kind of jumping around here, but it's so, I don't know, it's so funny. Like, Dolly is such a gay icon, and this man is just sitting Mm -hmm. there, and they were like, someone else in this room could be gay, and he's sitting there like... Yeah. Oh, I think that's the next next note on my list, I think, that, you know... um, Oh, no, it's not the next one, but yeah, it's, it's like... They're all sitting around there. Oh, somebody else in this room has to be gay, right? And they're all looking around, it, looking it also, at Jamie. It, it made me is right there. It made me realize that they really are supposed to like not know this about Trent. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this just speaks to them, like not stereotyping, which I really mm-hmm. highly appreciate. We we always said just because we think Trent is gay, that doesn't necessarily mean that you know the character will be gay. But yeah, um sort of in the same way maybe they suspect or maybe they've heard or maybe mm-hmm. someone actually knows the story of his divorce or whatever but you know they're not sitting there like oh look at this man with his Dolly Parton shirt he must be gay mm-hmm. I, I appreciate this restraint yeah. they're showing here because <laughs> in real life it really is it will not it will you will not be you know popular if you go around trying to figure out mm-hmm. people's sexuality based on how they look yeah. you you will not have many friends with this yeah so yeah so i'm really thankful um that sam said well we don't need to discuss this any further because that could, that could have gotten weird very quickly uh... but the scene we got out of it the way that they all looked at jamie and jamie went what like oh i'm mean? flattered I don't know. That was Very such a non-answer. Like they yeah. all look. Why did they all look at him? What is happening? I mean, here? to be fair, just like just like Trent with his dolly shirt and his <laughs> gay mug, Jamie has the vibes yeah. <laughs> and the hair. <laughs> yeah, the character. I mean, we've we've we we try not to make this podcast about other characters, but Jamie has huge bisexual vibes. Oh yeah, huge. And I don't know, I just think it's funny that they all looked at Jamie sort of in this way that they all have thought about, like, who here could be gay? And mm-hmm. most of them were like, probably mm-hmm. Jamie. <laughs> yeah, though I'm wondering, and I have 
seen people um, say that Beard also looks at Jamie, but I have a feeling maybe he he at least glances a little bit at Ted. Yeah, I, I would I, I like to think so. The camera angle yeah. is stupid here. But... Yeah. We, in general, we will never know. <laughs> I, I like to say, like, uh, what I loved is that later Colin says the ideal outcome would have been the entire locker room comes out of skate. <laughs> and which is so funny because that's literally what we said. This just confirms queer people yeah. wrote this character because all queer people fantasized about this situation <laughs> where one guy comes out and everyone's like, me too. Um, yeah, but I, there was yeah. this weird moment there where Trent, like, lets Colin walk out and he, like, looks mm-hmm. looks back into the locker room, like, you would expect sort of at the end of like those feel-good sports movies where mm-hmm. like the guy's like, we did it. And he looks back into the locker room before like closing <laughs> the door. Um, yeah. But like that was such a meaningful look and it could just mean like Trent is happy the lesser way is working so well that everyone like mm-hmm. loves Colin and, you know, it, it celebrates him yeah. and doesn't mind. But it also, the way it was so dramatically framed was like, was that about the joke that everyone is actually gay? Like, ooh, there's mm-hmm. something still coming here. Like, what's, what was that about? Because yeah. I think it would be very funny if a lot of them were actually queer, but none of yeah. them wanted to take this moment away from Colin. They were yeah, like, well, like... it would be rude to say me too now mm-hmm. because Colin is having this moment and I don't want to take his moment away. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait for my moment. And they all thought that. So no one else came yeah. out of this moment, even though Colin would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's just not like, maybe they needed a little bit of time to, you know, process that and then make the decision if they want to do it themselves. Because, oh, I... I'm skipping so many notes right now, but so we have to come back to them later. But um, you know, the the fact that um we still didn't hear uh Colin say I'm gay yes. on camera still feels meaningful to me because that has also once again been a moment where he couldn't freely decide 100 percent I'm going to say this. So I think when we will finally hear him say it that's got to be the moment where he freely makes that choice and you know really um doesn't do it because he's pressured into it or because like he he feels like he has to like in this situation um just because he makes that choice and maybe that's the point where other players have to get to also because like nobody else is pressured right now in any way to come out and uh, so, yeah, maybe we just have to give them a little bit more time. I have that in my notes, too, because you noted that during the Amsterdam episode that we don't mm-hmm. get to hear the words I'm gay yet. And there has to be a reason. Yeah. And I was wondering, what's the reason? We still don't get to hear it, but that's good. Mm-hmm. I also would like a yeah. very big, we're gay, like sort of a group coming. <laughs> we're all gay. <laughs> yeah. no. um, so, yeah, my, my theory is that Colin will say it out loud at some point. Mm-hmm when it's completely on his terms and when he makes the decision to say it and then it's gonna like be really impactful Mm, Mm. and yeah so even though he does say at the end of the episode that he's not planning on telling anyone else i think he thought about it at the the moment and i understand why he says no and i kind of like I understand. I wish that he didn't have to do it, but I feel like he will get to a point where he realizes that yes. if he truly wants to have one life. There uh, there was this one moment with Sam uh, when he was deciding whether um, to stay at Richmond or uh, join Edward Kufo. 
Mm-hmm. And he like watches kids play football and realizes they're wearing his um yeah. his shirt, and that makes him realize, oh, I have to stay here. Like I I have an impact here. Uh, there's sort of more meaning behind me being on this team than you know just being another player. And I think Colin's gonna have a similar moment, just you know, gay themed, <laughs> where mm-hmm. you know he realizes that he could be the player that he would have you know liked to have growing up to look up to who's gay like mm. him and who's an uh, incredible player and who's loved and appreciated and you know that while being gay uh, it I makes me like emotional yeah. to think about that i really hope that happens i, I mean i don't know it's, it's almost before, even for but... almost too cheesy but they did it with sam oh. and i think they they might because i can't imagine another situation where he would like publicly come out which i really think the show is going for you know Mm -hmm. the sort of um, public publicly out uh, player uh, storyline where he would say it like on his own terms and like make this choice without feeling some kind of pressure so I don't think it's going to be like there's a threat of him being outed and he tries to get ahead of it or something Mm -hmm. I think he's making that choice because what would change his mind at this point because I fully understand why he says now I don't really want to come out to the public Mm -hmm. this is fine it's enough for me yeah and I, I think for a lot of queer people, this sort of idea that you could be a role model, you could be someone people look up to is a big reason for many to choose to come out who are in mm-hmm. the public eye. Yeah. Mm, I, I also have this little side note here because Ted does this usual anecdote speech thing that is absolutely off. Like, it's just not... He he at the mm-hmm. end he's like yeah I realized no this this sucked. Yeah. this wasn't the right thing to say, which is why because mm-hmm. Ted's speeches when he chooses to like tell an anecdote and the music gets all Marcus Mumfordy mm-hmm. you like you're about to get like a really sweet like silly but kind of really meaningful story that mm-hmm. everywhere there's like a deep metaphor to be found in there mm-hmm. this one didn't work though and I yeah. wonder why that is is it because there is something like that Ted is, you know, that Ted is actually a queer character and the sort of not coming out in this moment, that's not acknowledging it and fumbling for like a story that he could tell that wouldn't, you know, disclose the sexuality is, is that sort of why he struggled to find something mm-hmm. here? Because it wasn't like, it didn't really come from the heart like it usually mm-hmm. does. Or, you know, why was that? Or was it just yeah. to, you know, for more levity in the situation because mm-hmm. i feel like maybe there was something here about how this was maybe not perfect because mm-hmm. he wasn't like fully in it yeah i have two thoughts on that first of all i named it out of touch ted <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i don't know that kind of summarizes you're that, right uh... <laughs> exactly um and like one thing is we have seen before that ted he has these certain areas where he doesn't really know anything about or that he doesn't consider because he's in a privileged position. And we see that when he gives um, Sam the toy soldier and Sam gives it back Mm. and um, explains to him, well, maybe (laughs) I I don't want to keep that. We we saw that before that um, Mm -hmm. in his privilege, there are some areas where Ted doesn't consider um, how he comes across or how his gestures come across. And that could just be that, you know, that him as a privileged, um, straight uh, person 
he doesn't really realize that his um, story doesn't apply here. But I had the feeling when I watched it again today that there's also this layer of, you know, he gets really thoughtful by the end of it. Mm. He really thinks about what he's saying there and especially the part where he says, I should have been there. That like he he thinks that he should have been there for his friend. That feels a little bit like the speech he did about you know when he when he broke things off with Michelle about you mm-hmm. how to uh, to you know how you have to let people leave and give them space and all that. So that was more about him, I feel, than about that situation. And I really think he is like in this season. Ted is so focused on himself finally but he's not used to being that way yet because he's still in the mode of always taking care of other people's needs and their Mm. emotions and you know and he doesn't really see in that moment that that's not that speech is not what Colin needs in the moment it's Mm. what he himself needs and it's really Mm. like he he uses that locker room as kind of like private therapy session (laughs) instead of calling Dr. Sharon Mm. I feel true and also that that's in connection to the scene you described earlier when Trent um stays back alone in the locker room and looks back and he has a smile or this kind of I don't know knowing expression what I thought about and what connects these two theme- scenes for me is like when all the the uh, when the whole team says that they're you know they don't care that Colin is gay they're okay with it they're fine they're all good that really feels genuine to me and it really feels like yeah this isn't a huge deal to them mm-hmm. anymore and i think that that reflects more or less what it's maybe like in football right now because the, all these players like all most professional football players are rather young they're like in their early 20s sometimes even younger and they grew up you know in a society where being gay is not that big of a deal anymore most of the time and even though it's different in football um I really genuinely think that a lot like many football players wouldn't have a big issue if their teammate was gay yeah and of course we know that these lads are especially okay with it because they (laughs) they have learned from Ted uh, for a, a bunch of years now But yeah, I really think that the difference here is that Ted and Trent come from a different generation where Mm. these things have a different kind of impact. And maybe that's also why Ted is so adamant about being, you know, about making a point of, oh, we, we don't just not care. We do care and we are here for you. And we, that sucked for you. We, we were sorry that you had to go through that. Um, that he's really kind of like overcorrecting maybe because he's so, Ted is so used to this culture of, of these kinds of things not being okay that mm. he has to kind of overcorrect. And even when everybody else is there frowning, like especially Jamie's facial expressions are so funny in mm. that scene. He just sits there constantly like, what is going on? What is this man? I think saying? I think Jamie was uh, the second that Ted started talking about the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Jamie was like, just that's the only thing he was thinking about. What the fuck is the Denver Broncos? He wasn't yeah. even listening. It was just like, is it like an animal? Is it a team? Is it, is it a 
is it a hobby is it an american express like he was just trying so <laughs> yeah. hard to understand maybe. what the fuck a denver bronco is maybe maybe but uh yeah it's even when everybody else mostly reacting confused or you know with a really blank face yeah. trent is still sitting there smiling yeah and, he like, loves it he, he, he looks <laughs> because so... i mean that's the thing right that is a speech that trent as the older generation absolutely yeah. wild uh, for like this is what he would want to hear what he yeah. needs to hear like he was literally in this moment the person that ted was talking to exactly. in many ways like colin was like well this sucked uh i didn't need <laughs> any of that but trent was like hell yeah the last away mm, fuck yeah yeah <laughs> i love yeah, that I thought that was such a sweet touch and that you know once again um that shows that the there's really a generational shift like mm. as well that no matter if ted is actually straight or not and actually speaking from a point of privilege there he is definitely speaking from a different generation mm. and uh from a different way of growing up around these topics and so to him maybe this you know allegory of <laughs> of the seven layered dip and the diarrhea once again why is it, what what is it with that show and mm. diarrhea jokes i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> that that feels like a, a good way to tackle that to him but and and to Trent apparently as well because you know Trent looks so loves eating it up I think yeah. I mean this really does speak to this whole Trent is like kind of in love with Ted yeah. you know anything that man says he he's gonna adore yeah he's such a goner poor guy <laughs> in his stupid yeah. dolly shirt probably listening to all these like pining Dolly Parton songs mm. when he gets home <laughs> yeah yes there's also um something I noticed this episode with Trent. He doesn't always attend the press room. What are they called? Press press conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes he's in the back and watches, and but mm-hmm. not always. And I haven't figured out a pattern here yet, but I just think it's notable that as a character he was introduced as sort of living in the press room he's now mm. kind of sometimes there sometimes he isn't sometimes mm. he gets to just be there and react and yeah. i don't know i i feel like there might be something in there but i don't know what yet yeah maybe it's just about how this is more like a choice now that mm. like before that was the only place he could be and now he can really, you know, wander around, be anywhere he wants to be, at least in the, <laughs> in, the in the premises of AFC Richmond, because we haven't seen him outside of that uh, much this season. But yeah, maybe maybe it's about you know making making choices and uh, mm. okay, but 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 getting back to that scene where um where Trent stays back in the locker room and looks back. I was really like, yes, he is probably admiring the lasso way and mm-hmm. how that helped that whole team in that situation, like how it made that such a good experience for Colin and in a way also for Trent. But it really feels like he's there looking back. And if we buy into this whole um backstory that james lance has mm-hmm. created and i think at this point we have to because it's literally it's everything just james lance has is, is, is just canon you know 
thinking about how he has been taught his whole life by his father, by his surroundings, that this kind of man, this kind of like manly football man cannot be gay. That that's a thing that's not possible. And so imagine him like struggling with that his whole life, like decades, decades of his life, um, trying to to not be gay, trying to conform to a life that doesn't work for him in so many ways. And then seeing this moment of this football player, this young football player who just came out to a whole locker room and it was a complete non-issue and even more than that this whole team is there to support this guy now imagine that and and then and then look at that glance that Trent does you know when he turns back to the locker room that's that's what I see in his face there that's this whole story of like I cannot believe we got to this point I cannot believe I um, allowed to be myself right now and that other people are allowed, allowed to be themselves in this way as well and that's all thanks to Ted Lasso that's that's what Trent thinks in that moment I think I, I think I it's really not hope true, they publish but... that book I want all that that sappy mess I wanted to read it didn't, I read it didn't James Lance say in an interview like when he when he when he was asked by a reporter oh, yeah uh, I think the reporter asked um, or said something about, oh, I want to read that book. Um, you really should write it. And I think James Lance said something about, like, maybe he did, meaning Trent, and then corrected to maybe I did or the other way around. I'm not sure. Uh... But yeah, <laughs> even James Lance uh, doesn't seem to know where he um, ends and Trent Krim begins at that yeah. point. I it would be funny if just James Lance did write the book. Like just James Lance as a person wrote this book from Trent's no. point of view. I would love that. I want that so bad. Yeah. Please, James, you know. if you're if you're listening and if you wrote that book and you're like, I could never that's too much. I cannot publish that. I can't show anyone that. Yeah. Don't be afraid. We all want to read it. We all believe yeah. in you. <laughs> I mean, you. You could just send it. Hi, James Lance. You could just send it to Grimcast. Hi, James Lance. <laughs> Seriously, it, it would be such an incredible stunt for the show to pull to have just have this book. Oh, yeah. I would buy it. Everybody would yeah. buy it. That would be it. Like, or maybe the plot twist is that there truly isn't a book. Like what if Trent <laughs> reveals in the end he never wrote a book? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's not his his uh, journal. That's just his diary. <laughs> his diary. Yeah. I mean, I'm still I'm still not co- like I'm still not convinced that there's not something huge about to be revealed Ray regarding his book writing. I just mm. I just haven't decided yet what it's gonna be. Mm. I guess we'll see. Um, well, we're not done. There's another trend. Oh, there's scene. One, I, one more scene. Which yeah. I also think is fun. Like, there's this meaningful moment where he looks at the locker room, like, hell yeah. And then, like, we cut to a scene where they're all celebrating mm-hmm. again. Like, I know that that was like, okay, halftime, and then they played again, and mm-hmm. then the game was over and they won. But, like, I, I sort of I love that this meaningful moment Trent had was like in the middle of it all. And you're like, ooh, episode over. No, episode not over. We're still working <laughs> yeah. here. We're still playing a game. We're still finishing this game. Yeah. And now we're celebrating this game. Like, I don't know. There was something so funny about the way that that was paced <laughs> to me. Yeah. 
yeah, um, that was pretty. I, I love that they put in that sentence of uh, Ted going like, "I hate to bring up work in the middle of all this." <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not um, just here to have fun conversations in the locker. Yeah. Like this is not just us coming here to have chats. <laughs> yeah, that felt kind, really kind of felt kind of meta, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, show reminding it, us it, that it is actually about football. I, I had to bring it up, but we are doing a show about football players here, so we do have to show them playing football at least a little bit <laughs> yeah. um but again another stellar roy trent moment here where roy for mm-hmm. some reason implies that he and trent are like his happily married grandparents which i loved <laughs> um yeah, shoot your shot roy fun. that was beautiful uh, good uh-huh. Good, good talk. And Trent <laughs> loved it. Like this, this man truly lives for the hard eyes, fully and completely. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. No, but still, like they, they do have their post game celebration. They all share a little drink, mm-hmm. and they, they all bring their no normal drinking vessels. And Trent brings his rainbow mug. To drink, I don't know, whiskey out of. I don't know what that was. Bourbon, maybe. <laughs> Could be bourbon. Yeah, knowing Ted, it's probably bourbon. Yeah. Um, to celebrate, and um, he just he literally you know pushes in Ted's face. <laughs> this rainbow mug is like, what is that? What is that supposed to be? <laughs> like, if you think that really, truly, none of the other characters know Trent is also gay. It's really funny how he pushed that mug like in the middle of the screen yeah. between every, like in the middle of the circle. Like, everyone look at my mug. I know it's not technically <laughs> a pride mug, but like, why would I have this mug? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's why so... is this the only mug i drink the only drinking vessel you ever see me drink out of Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah fantastic amazing scene so yeah um he he had just has to rub it in their faces all the time but he's still not saying it and i respect him for that (laughs) yeah you know how um ted goes i don't care about the wins and losses in our favorite scene of all time the dinner date in episode um three of season one yeah that gets brought up here again for some reason (laughs) when ted Mm -hmm. goes oh you you know i don't care about the wins and losses why Mm -hmm. why did he have to remind us of that like the like there's this (laughs) implication that he still thinks very much about this conversation he used he had with friend all of those technically years ago so Mm -hmm. um Anyway, I I think they should get a read. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. on, You know, everyone wants it. You know, you know, this is the best scene in the show. We all know this. We all know this. It would make sense. Like, if you write a book, like, if you were Trent Krim Mm -hmm. and you wrote a book about the Lasso Way, Mm -hmm. what do you need? Of course, Mm -hmm. you need to sit down with the man Mm -hmm. this book is named after Mm -hmm. and have a conversation about the way he approaches things. I am so desperate for them to just have a conversation. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like just be in private, not at the club, just be having dinner or be at someone's apartment and just talk. I desperately mm-hmm. need these characters to be more than just colleagues. Please, yeah. Ted Lasso, deliver that. I mean, they could even go back to Ola's so that we yeah. see that location again because it is there. They could use it. Like they they should use it more because I love all the people who work at Ola's. Yeah, and I love seeing Sam there. So imagine how funny that would be if if 
Trent and Ted had their conversation at Ola's and Sam was just there hovering <laughs> in the background watching it unfold. So yeah, that, that was all that I had to say about okay. the celebration scene. And then the final scene we see Trent in is, um, like I've hinted at before, um, the press conference that Roy mm. holds, which was wonderful, beautiful, 10 out of 10. And, you know, Trent just gets to be there and react as usual, mm. as, as is his best. But there was also this cute little moment where... Uh, Roy calls on Marcus and he calls mm-hmm. him new Trent and he yeah. says that he likes him better than the old Trent mm-hmm. and there's just again there's this weird this rom-commy banter between Roy and Trent that mm-hmm. I really love because who, who yeah. talks like that who says these things like this is such a cute like really really very close friends kind of thing and mm-hmm. I it was just it made my heart just absolutely melt to see them just yeah. have this banter and you know be like that be that like that was... together that was very, very cool. I, I also enjoy Marcus having this new role in uh, in the press room. And I love that they managed to combine Marcus um, getting his moment with also, you know, making, making Roy Trent more real to me. <laughs> yeah, Roy Trent is so real. It, it gets more real every episode. I love that. Oh, and I also have a theory of why uh, Trent is in this scene, but not in the previous press conference. Because I think if if he had been there um, in the um, greatest rock guitarist of all time um, <laughs> conversation, he would have had the right answer, and nobody would have like gotten the chance to say anything else because he would he would have just delivered the right one. <laughs> God, it would have been so fun to see him in that in that conversation. Yeah. So that's that's my theory. But what was he like? This is off record. But what was he doing at the time? Was that when he was Colin? listening to the to, to the parent teacher conference? That was the conference, right? That was the same time. <laughs> that was why Ted could be in that press conference. Oh, right. And Trent yeah. was just sitting there eating his <laughs> orange, listening to the parent teacher conference. He literally didn't have any reason not to be there. God, he really is in love with Ted, isn't he? Yeah, I, I sure think so. Anyway, so, moving on to that was our... the episode, right? Yeah, that was the episode. <laughs> so we're moving on to the James Lance segment where we talk about ways that James Lance chose violence this week. <laughs> <laughs> Point number one. So we we sometimes have uh-huh. this um, moment of going really crazy about uh, non-binary trend. Um, last time that mm-hmm. was uh, when Ted addressed trend with both uh, Sir and Ma'am. And now James Lance once again mm-hmm. um, decided, like he so often does when he uses ambiguous pronouns for trend and like corrects himself in talking about trend as if yeah, using he constantly. would be wrong for trend. What does that mean? Uh, he, he said in an interview that, you know, trend, like when talking about the conversation trend had with Colin, that uh, trend was um, just like a man and then he corrects himself to say a person listening in this moment like, why would he correct mm-hmm. that why would he correct the word man here like does james lance really have this non-binary gay trend crim that he built in his mind and is just is so convinced of that the world needs to know this version yeah is that what's happening i mean i guess it seems more and more likely because really he lived literally interrupted himself in the <laughs> middle of the word he he really goes like he, he's just another man another person <laughs> listening to someone so what what how is that what? about uh what else did he do yeah. well he wore a wonderful shirt i don't even know what the context was he wore a great polka dot shirt 
Oh That's yeah. All. I don't know. Once again with the I like that he likes these um sort of old school like frilly front I don't know what they're called, but you know what I mean. Like mm. f- silky shirts with like frills. I love that. I, that yeah. It looks so cool every time. He looks so stunning. Mm-hmm. Didn't he also say something like, I, 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 I don't remember anything about that interview, but I think he gave the thumb. He gave a thumbs up to the LGBT <laughs> community. <laughs> he was like, he did it like off screen and like, no, look here. I was giving a thumbs up for the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And I just, it was so cute. King. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was mostly it. And I also think we have talked a lot about other stuff. So maybe <laughs> this is a yeah. good point to wrap it up. Yeah. He, he says a lot of stuff. We can't talk about everything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's it for today. Um, like always, we want to thank David Hyde for the music and Mykonos Salome on Tumblr for our beautiful cover art. And also thanks to everyone for listening and uh, hanging out with us. And if you want to talk to us, you can reach us on Tumblr at crimcast.tumblr.com or send us an email at crimcast at gmail.com. Because as always, we love our chats. Love our chats.